And, you know, the one thing that I'm really proud of is, you know, of all of the networks that are out there, you know, I always, I always saw the, you know, the potential in LinkedIn and it has not in any way disappointed me. Welcome in to the Craig Houston podcast. This show is going to be amazing and I am fired up to get into this conversation that I'm going to have today. If you are a user of LinkedIn or you have even thought about using LinkedIn and you are shying away from the opportunity of getting on that social media platform, today you're in for a treat because I'm going to bring you in and have a host on the show with me to co-host this episode Oh, well, we get directly down into a lot of the things and details behind how you can build out your social media platform on LinkedIn to brand yourself personally. And I'm bringing in my friend, my guest speaker for the day, who's going to help you understand that the author of the LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, Donna Sardula. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Craig. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you being here with me today and actually sharing a lot of the insights and thoughts that you have behind uh, LinkedIn and how it could be a platform that a lot of people should actually be using as a service to actually get their name out there into the public markets, especially for uh, getting for job hunting and just to actually have people know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to even think that it's not just for job search. It's it's really for your full career. It's a way of of networking and building a strong network. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize or recognize the importance of your network in, in your career. And so utilizing LinkedIn in a very strategic manner, um, I'd like to say when you first get started, but you know, not it doesn't always happen that way. But when you realize how important it is, as soon as you dive in, you start using it for your brand, for your networking, to build that and forge that network, you're going to find that things go a little easier. Absolutely. And I, I think that is the most important thing is that networking piece. And I think that's where I think we're going to lay our head a little bit here today is about how that networking can actually help you build out the career path that you want to, or even just your whole career overall or where you want to go. Because maybe what you do today is may not be something that you want to do later on, but still those relationships that you build is what's going to get you to that, that threshold where you may actually find your calling and your peace of mind where you can actually do the things that help service you for others. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. You know, it's, it's one of those things where pe there are people out there and, you know, it's people, maybe, you know, people that you're, you need to know, but you're there to help them and, and, and they're there to help you. So it's just a way of looking at it. And I, I remember years ago going to some, goodness gracious, it's like a professional development workshop. And this woman came out and she's like, I'm going to talk to you about networking. And like, you know, and she sort of like explained it as like this web and it made no sense to me at the time. I was like, what? I don't get it. You know, it was only after, I mean, really, I mean, I got into sales, but even then it was like, I was well into sales. And then I was well into having my own business when it all really came down to it made sense to me. It was, it's being friendly. It's being open. It's being helpful. It's, it's, it's being there for other people and it's not being sh so shy that you're, you're afraid to ask for help. It's, it's, it's knowing that you have these people that you can rely on. You can ask, you know, for help and, and they're there to help you as well. 
Absolutely. And I think that's very important. And we're going to, um, I think we're going to always see that as an opportunity. I think we're going to be able to focus on that as we go forward, that people need to understand that relationships are something that you just need to foster and you need to actually help instill that they can actually be reliable upon, upon where you can rely on someone else and you can, they can rely on you to help you out in, in, in ways that you never even imagined because you don't know the doors that will be open. Yeah. You know, in a way, if you think about your audience and those who are coming out of the military, that's not a very unusual concept, is it? It's 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 really something that I think the military is built on. It's it's your it's your team, right? Yeah, it is. It's sure. It's so much. Uh, so is and it's, it, if you uh, we we learned so early on that you know you're never going to get anything done by one person. So when you actually have others to help you get things done it makes the job and the assignment or the order or the task so much easier to get done. Yeah. You know, my, one of my favorite quotes is your net work is your net worth. It is. Your net work is your net worth. And then, and then there's another um, quote that says the smartest people in the world look, you know, look for and build networks. Everyone else just looks for a job, mm. you know, and, and I, yeah, it's 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 really it's about, you know, forging those connections and then utilizing them, but not just utilizing them. I mean, helping these people too, right? It's it's like it's a two way street, and I think a lot of times people just think, oh, let me ask, let me ask, let me ask, but it's really let me give, let me give, let me give. Absolutely, I do agree with you one hundred percent. There, that is one of the things that made me get into this journey of podcasting is just to help people. It's not even about anything on my end. Or anything that sort. As long as I can service people and do it from a good, balanced place, I just love doing it. And that's what I think a lot of people like to do. I think people love to service people. It's just that somehow, sometimes using LinkedIn, they could actually or even helping people before they even realize it. Yeah, you know, and I think you know when I think of my own you know strategy, my methodology for LinkedIn, I call it SOAR. S O A R. It's an acronym, and. SOAR, it stands for, it's four different words. It stands for strategy, optimization, amplify, and relate. And, you know, the the first part is just understanding why you're on LinkedIn. You know, what is it that you want to get out of it? You know, I said in the very beginning, it's not just for job search. You know, maybe you already have a job. Maybe you're doing it just because you want to network and you want to forge those those connections and those relationships. Maybe, maybe you want to do this because you want to really do it for reputation management. You want people to know who you are and to get a better sense of you know what you do. Um, you know, maybe it's it's a way of just broadcasting your own message. You know, it, it's there's there's a slew of reasons, but. You know, once once you know why you're on, then you want to optimize your profile. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget, you know, especially if you're doing this to network, especially if you're doing this for job search, people need to know <laughs> who you are and, and they don't know. And they're looking at you, looking for you to help them, help them understand what it is that you offer, what it is that you give um, and, and what aligns you to what you want. And so, you know, really spend the time on your profile to optimize it and, and to make it such that, you know, a person is going to feel confident and interested and intrigued by what they're reading. So I want to know a little bit more. I really want to know, uh, how did LinkedIn become your passion? Well, 
I joined LinkedIn back in 2005, <laughs> which is so long ago now, so long ago. Um, and, and when I joined, I thought it was rather useless. It was a lot, it was a much different platform back then though. Um, but it was once I got into sales and I had a territory and I needed to build it. I needed to um, prospect and you know convert these prospects to clients. That was really when I started to, to see LinkedIn in a different light because I had come out of um, you know, some really interesting roles in, um, in corporate America. And one of them was I had developed a CRM tool and that really gave me a lot of insight into, um, you know, what it would, what it could mean to have a CRM personally and one in which the records were created and maintained by the actual person that yeah. would be the profile. And, you know, when I realized that, that's when I was like, wow, this is, this is huge. This is, this could be a true, true game changer. Um, and, you know, and then you bring that in together with social media, you add in the branding piece, you add in, you know, the network and the connections, um, you know, I'm still excited by it and I've loved watching it grow and, and develop and change and improve. And, you know, the one thing that I'm really proud of is, you know, of all of the networks that are out there, you know, I always, I always saw the, you know, the potential in LinkedIn and it has not in any way disappointed me. I think underused would be the recommendations feature. That was something that they were pushing for a long time. They stopped pushing it and it sort of fell into to like disarray. Um, you look at most people's profiles and they're not asking for recommendations. So a lot of the pro a lot of profiles have recommendations. They're from like 2012. Mm. And so I would love to see the recommendations piece get infused with something new, whether maybe they just start to push it again. But I really think recommendations are, are huge. And, and I, I'm sad that more people aren't using that. Um, let's see, it, what else? That's a good question. Very few people ask me that. <laughs> it's always how to this and how to that. Um, yeah, because I think about the recommendation uh, piece as I've... Uh, I had recently had a friend ask me to give him a recommendation um, based on our work experience together. And I thought that like, wow, this is actually something that I never considered doing on LinkedIn, but now I can see the reason behind it is due to the fact that basically it's like giving, it's like somebody picking the phone up like a company that you're applying to or somebody that you want to do business with picking the phone up and calling your, your referral that you basically yeah. said to someone that you can actually talk about me and understand more about me in depth. And they can actually put that in words and it can live, it could become a part of history for every time that you actually go about your life and doing whatever you want to yeah. course objective is. Absolutely. The other nice thing is you can really get a sense of a person, right? With the types of recommendations they've gotten, but also who's given those recommendations, right? right? Because you want to aim for people who are either the same level of you, as you or even higher up in the organization, because it's one thing, you know, to, to you know, for someone's client to give a recommendation, you know, you know, like, but it's it's different when it's like someone in a you know a much higher position. So you know, I think that's that's telling. I think you know when you're between two candidates, 
and one candidate has, you know, a lot of glowing recommendations that talk about their work ethic, their strengths, their competencies. It's hard to ignore. And, you know, the other part is, I think for most people, it's just so hard to write about yourself. And it's, it's hard to say, hey, I'm a great problem solver. <laughs> but when did, isn't it better if the other person says it, you know, you have a recommendation that says this person's a great problem solver. It means more coming from someone else. I think it is very impactful that um, when you can say, when you can look back over the last 10 years and see that that person's character has been the same over the last yeah. years, or they've grown as an individual over the last 10 years, that tells you so much about that person that that may be the type of individual that you kind of want to actually bring in for whatever role it may be, because they may be able to help you get to a level where you feel like this is the type of person that I want to be around consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's very true. Very true. That's awesome. I think I under, so the most underused feature of LinkedIn is a recommendations. Folks, if you're listening to this, get into the recommendation feature and start using it because that is a feature that I could see the, the benefit of it long-term and, and Donald's right. They probably should start pushing it a little bit more, but if we start using it more, it definitely will start pushing it more. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You know, there's 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 so many great parts to LinkedIn. I think that people aren't you know, like a very new feature, right? This is totally new. It just opened up on my profile maybe a week ago. And that is when you go into your experiences. Actually, let me take that back. When you go into your skills, you can actually now tag skills onto your experiences. So you can say, oh, here, I, this says I'm a problem solver. And, and by the way, I hate problem solver. That's just so broad and so general. It's not a very good option, but I'll just use it anyway as an example. But you can say, you know, I use pro my problem solving in this position. And so you can actually tag your strengths to the different positions in which you use those skills. I think that's new. And I, I really quite like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so definitely check that one out. That's that's not used because very few people even know it's available. Oh yeah, I didn't know it was available honestly, and now I got to look in. Now I got to go in and check mine out and see if I can actually. One, I got to check and see if I use Problem Solver in my in my profile. <laughs> <laughs> it may be in there. So oh, it's it's in a lot of that dynamic professional in a lot of profiles. Oh. Man, yeah, I think we I think that's like like we write when we write our evaluations to the military, I'm pretty sure that's in like every leader's uh, <laughs> uh status quo is problem solver. So I think I need to look into that too. When you work with a client, what is typically the number one thing that you look to actually solve for them when they're actually helping you uh when you need that when they need your help building out their profile? What what I think see people come to us for one thing, and then they get something totally different <laughs> than what they were expecting, but they really needed. So people come to us because they need their LinkedIn profile written, and they, they typically also need a, a resume done. And, and they think very tactically, like, I need, I need my profile and I need my resume. That's what they think they need. It's not what they need. <laughs> they need, they need to know what their story is. They need to know what their strengths are. They need to know where they're headed and what they want. And then they need to be able to articulate that and articulate it in a manner that really showcases their value and their abilities, what they bring to the table. 
And this is, it's hard for people, Craig, because most people, they just never spend the time to really think where they've been and what they've done. It, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we'd rather look at our phone or we'd rather watch television than really have this deep, you know, conversation with ourselves. So, you know, the profile becomes a real excuse to get deliberate on your story and your brand um, and your goals and your dreams and your vision. And what I, what I really love is, you know, when my, when my clients, they recognize, they start to really see who they are and what they bring to the table. Like they get to, they really get to understand their value and they, they, they actually become very confident through the process. And when it's all said and done, yes, <laughs> they have the resume and they have the, the profile, but what they really have is a, a new sense of who they are. They have a sense of what they bring to the table. They have a sense of what their story is and how to articulate it more um, professionally and, and in a way almost more profoundly. I think that's uh, incredible because when we spoke the, before doing this video, um, we had sat down and talked about 30 minutes or so. I I was impressed that you basically made me feel like I I knew my story, but I needed to embrace my story a lot more. Yeah. And I think that is exactly what a lot of people don't view when they're thinking about LinkedIn. They're thinking about, I need to plaster my resume across the board yeah. and think this is what I'm qualified to do. But really and truly, I do agree with you. It is, it's a story. It is that story of who you are. What do you create? What do you do? How can you be who you are today by the things that you dealt with previously before that teach you, mm -hmm. you want to go to a certain direction. So I think that's, yeah. it's empowering that actually people do come to you for one thing and then they leave away with actually more, more in-depth knowledge about who they are as an individual as they are trying to brand themselves on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, I think for a lot of, a lot of people, they're almost too scared to like put that stick in the mud and say, this is what I want out of my life. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, it's just better if, if I'm more broad and I'm more general and I'll just sort of say I'm good at all of these things. And it, it might sound like a good idea, <laughs> but it's far better to get really specific and, you know, really own it and really align your story to that future point. I think a lot of people, they either aim too general or they they aim behind themselves because they they're not actively updating and keeping keeping that story current. And so, like it's so easy for a few years to go by, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, why are people reacting to me in this way? Well, they're reacting because that's how you've branded yourself. Mm. You've got to update, you got to keep it current, you got to, and not just current future oriented right because that's the only way you're going to collide with that future so can you give us a um example of future oriented uh your content on uh well your story on linkedin mm -hmm. so you know let, let me bring it back to you know your 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 audience a, we work with we work with a lot of people from the military um and one of the things that I see is when they come out of the military, they have it so ingrained in them and they're so branded by it and they continue to brand themselves. They'll have, you know, themselves in their uniform and their profile picture and they'll talk about all of, you know, everything as it related to who they were. And 
I know it's it's it is a part of you, but at the same time, you don't want to be clinging to the past. And so you need to say, wait, that was who I was. Who do I want to be? I might not be that person right now, but who do I want to be? And you need to look at that and you have to say, okay, what have I done that aligns myself to that? And I want you to start to define yourself as that future state. Because if you keep defining yourself for who you are currently or who you were, no one else is going to see you as what you could be. So you almost have to, even if it doesn't feel 100% authentic yet, it will be. <laughs> and I'm not in any way saying to lie, right? I'm not saying to lie, but just really look and say, okay, where do I want to go? And think of like, and look for job descriptions and look to see what, what does it call for that you've already done? And that's what I want you to talk about. And all of the stuff that you don't want to do again, don't talk about. <laughs> Okay, so that that it makes a lot of sense for a lot of service members who's definitely is listening to this right now because typically that's all you like you said that's all you know that's all you done but it is some things inside of you you may either have a degree that makes you want to focus on one thing a certification that makes you decide to focus on something or just even a hobby that you do in your spare time that may now be something that you want to do possibly as an extension mm -hmm. doing from the military and you want to not put it behind you you want to understand that's who you were but at the same time. You want to direct who you want to be. Yeah. You want to guide yourself towards that. Yeah. Like you can never take it away from you. And I'm not in any way suggesting forgetting about it. But in some ways, if, if you keep defining yourself in that way, that's what people see. And that's what they believe that you are. So you have to, you have to change that story to the new story so you can enter into that future state. So now we're talking about like a little bit more of a psychology type of a effect that you have to go through to actually get to that level where you can actually ch change the dynamic of the story. How hard is that usually for a service member that you actually connect with that you are trying to help get to that level, actually make that adjustment and make that flip of the switch? You know, it's 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 far easier <laughs> when you have someone that you're working with and you're outsourcing the task. I mean, that's that's it's a lot easier because it's, it's the writer talking to and listening and hearing it and then utilizing their, you know, writing ability to really convey that message in a nuanced, balanced way, you know, so it, it feels natural. It doesn't sound strange. It feels good. Um, but, at, you know, at the same time, you know, one of the things, and and you and you found this out, and you utilized it. I, I give my my DIY kit e-course away for free, and um, and so in that situation, you're you're still doing it yourself. I'm I'm laying out you know a framework, and I'm I'm trying to <laughs> imbue you with with what you need. So when it's yourself, it's hard to write about yourself. It's just hard. It's hard for me to write about myself. It's hard for, you know, most people to write about themselves. And so, you know, when you're, when you're trying to make that pivot, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. But, you know, if, if anything, I, I, I would say you have to, you have to, you have to stick with it and you have to give it you know, some time and, you know, let it marinate and percolate a little. And then you'll find that, the longer you sit with it and you sit in that, that discomfort, the more it starts to become 
comfortable and the easier it gets for you to tell that story. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, that's that's prevalent. That's something that a lot of people uh, need to understand and kind of embrace. And the more prepared that you are to tell a different story than the story that you're living today or the story that you want to actually strive to, the easier it will be to actually tell it. But if you don't give yourself that moment to actually view that, like you said, the pivot for your new mm-hmm. life, it could be hard. It could be quite. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I, I've experienced that. Um Maybe for a few a few months, I, I was so touch and go. I had that moment of time, but I think I found so much clarity in who I am now and what I want to be that it doesn't even matter about things like. Mm-hmm. That. But I can see, I can see the 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 urgency to understand it sooner than. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and things that person can do, right? It's one is you know allow yourself the time to dream and think. Um, use LinkedIn to research people who are at that point and, and see how their trajectory, you know, unfurled and, and, you know, see what other people have done. Like maybe, maybe look at the people who, um, who, you know, maybe retired or whatever, you know, a few years before you did and see where did their career take them. Um, You know, if you, if there are people out there that are doing something that you find really interesting grab that job description, grab that job title and search for job descriptions <laughs> and like read, you know, because a lot of the job descriptions, it's not even if the person, if there's a company that's hiring, it's just, you want to see what that role entails. And the more you read, you start to get a better sense and then you can envision it. And then you can write about yourself in that manner. Okay. Okay, so that's 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 a helpful tip tip that we just received here that you definitely want to make sure that you're locked in on and start to utilize now, especially if there's roles or situations those that comes up that those may be things that you relate to. So I like that. I'm gonna start doing that a little bit more than I actually do now. Um, I kind of been, I, I see that LinkedIn is actually starting to pick up a lot more in the um, the content creator space. Actually, oh, yeah, it's it's really funny because I think me and my uh, cousin we was looking at. Uh, LinkedIn profiles the other day and even some of the listing of jobs. And I saw like maybe three major companies now they're actually outsourcing to hire content creators. So that's interesting that now they're starting to pull those type of people as well too. And it gives you a different dynamic to work with a company who actually has a budget for content. (laughs) You know, a lot, a lot of companies do. And it's finding the right ones and finding ones that have, you know, that share your expertise and your interests. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Even with everything that people are saying, there's still opportunity. Absolutely. absolutely. Opportunities are about. So what are some things that you, that you view as a no on LinkedIn that someone shouldn't just avoid completely when they're building their <laughs> profile? You know, I think the no is... Do not copy and paste your resume. Do not copy and paste an old bio. Um, Don't just go bare bones. You know, really think about what is your story. Think in terms of the words that a person might be using to find someone like you. And, And utilize those words in your content. That way you're optimizing the content. So if a person is using those words, your profile will pop up and, and hopefully, you know, high up in the search. So you'll be found and, and discovered. And, and then when they visit your profile and they read something that is very authentic, it's very, um, 
you know, genuine and warm and friendly and enthusiastic, that turns a person on. That, that makes them curious and intrigued and it makes them excited, you know, because, oh, wow, maybe this is someone that I can reach out to. Maybe this is someone who can, you know, I want to work with, I want to bring on board. Um, you know, I think the more human you seem, uh, the better, <laughs> the better chances you will have it. Absolutely. So what I, so I think about the, some of the things that you taught me over just how using LinkedIn from um, just doing turn. If you're a creator, use your creator mode. If you're going to be posting content on LinkedIn, you definitely want to use that because then you get to see the the analytics behind the content that you're posting and how people are responding to the mm -hmm. content actually putting up as well too. Like I, but it's so hard, like for me and I'm pretty sure if, if for people who are out there who are like experiencing being on social media and they want to actually, you know, make that that somewhat of their living or a part of their life uh, consistently updating on LinkedIn seems like it's harder to break through because you got to learn the the way to write to focus on LinkedIn versus any other platform. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm 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 in the midst of creating an online course that's going to totally just unveil what you need to do to create successful posts on LinkedIn that get engagement and, and bring you an audience. Um, and it is, it's, it's not like, it's not like the other networks out there because LinkedIn really controls that LinkedIn feed. Um, it's not like it's just going out. <laughs> it doesn't just go out. It goes out and then it's parsed. And it's like, is this good content or is this bad content? Okay, it's good content. Then it goes to a small subset of users to almost like a focus group. And it sits there in these, you know, whatever, I don't know how many it is, maybe 50 people, maybe it's 100 people. But are these people who are now looking at this post, are they actively engaging on the post? Do they like the post? Are they dwelling on the post? Did they click the see more? And if it did, then it goes to a bigger grouping and then to a bigger grouping. And, and, you know, if you send out a post that immediately people aren't engaging on, that post goes away. <laughs> so, you know, all that work and effort, you know, it, it can deter a person if they're not seeing that, that enthusiasm and that engagement. And the truth is, there are certain things that you can be doing to frame that content in a manner that does work with the LinkedIn algorithm. It gets people clicking and then suddenly you're going to get a lot more eyeballs, a lot more impressions. I cannot wait to hear about this course when it's released. Probably <laughs> one of those courses I definitely need to be a part of just to get this information down to digestible versions for myself to actually post the right type of content. I think it's interesting because LinkedIn does use a lot of hashtags uh, still, and a lot of um, networks have gone away from using the hashtags that's more prevalent. They keep track of them, but they don't necessarily care if you post the hashtags anymore to kind of get the relatable content out. Do you think that LinkedIn still focuses on using those hashtags because people are dynamically subcategorized by hashtags in the, in, the, in the algorithm? Well, you know what? Unlike, so Instagram, for the longest of time, what was it, like 30, 40 hashtags per post? It was insanity. Um, LinkedIn never got to that point. It was always um, three, three to five hashtags per post. So it's, it's, it's really quite pared down, you know, considering, you know, what some of the other networks did. Um, but I've seen some posts still reach viral, you know, levels 
and they have zero hashtags. As long as people are clicking see more, they're dwelling on the posts, they're commenting, they're liking, there's a conversation taking place, then the, these posts tend to do very, very well um, with or without the hashtag. But the hashtag will boost it. And, and I'm I, even though I'm saying I've seen them, I've seen it done well without, certainly adding the hashtags can help. LinkedIn states, um, you know, use a mixture of broad and niche hashtags. So, you know, think of the bigger picture and then start to go with something that's really, really specific to your audience. Um, so to me, if you can come up with three hashtags, three to five, I wouldn't do any more than that. Um, and, and go a little bit more broad with the hashtag because they, they tend to have more followers. Um, you'll, you'll see, <laughs> you'll see, uh, it, you know, it might get picked up even bigger, you know, by the hashtag itself and, um, and good things happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Steve, still trying to post on LinkedIn. I think I'm gonna try to get to about two posts a week on LinkedIn. I think that's a little, little bit much for me right now. Cause I, I want to write in emphatic posts that actually moves the market a little bit more in the direction that I want to go. And I think that's awesome that, um, LinkedIn algorithm is so powerful, driven about the type of content that you post for the reaction that it's going to get. Uh, one of the things that, that that trained me to this already, I don't know if anyone else has this problem, and maybe I'm just speaking out of turn, but I felt like I, I hit like on one graduation post. One like or one graduation post, and LinkedIn has forever sent me on my news feed nothing but graduation posts. I see, like, every time I log in, it's like the first thing that pops up in the news feed is another somebody graduated. I'm like, man, that came off one like. <laughs> it's yeah, it's you can you can really train that feed to give you what you want. You know, so what I would say to you is this, you know, if if you're finding yourself like overwhelmed by those, you know, spend and this is something that we really didn't talk about. You know, just as you want to create content on LinkedIn, it's also important for you to be engaging on other people's content on LinkedIn. It's, it's just like we were talking about with networking, right? You know, you, you want to give, you want to receive, right? But you also need to give. Like it's, it's a two-way street. Same thing with LinkedIn. And when you're, when you're posting, if you just post and you never go in there and you never engage with anyone else, you never comment, you never like, you never scroll through that newsfeed, you're going to have limited success. LinkedIn doesn't just want a person who's just with a bullhorn, you know, yelling. They want someone who's actively engaged in the community and actively communicating and, and having conversations and adding value and giving, you know, their two cents. So, you know, don't like, okay, so you're, you're going to post twice a week, which I think is fabulous. LinkedIn posts live a long time. I think two, twice a week is, is, is smart. I think you can absolutely do that. But I would say maybe like two other days, just get on there and scroll through the content and comment and like. And the more you comment and like, that's the comment content you're going to start to see. Mm. I am. I'm definitely got to do that. I got to change. I got to. I got to retrain that that algorithm. It's it's killing my feed right now. <laughs> so I will be trained. So okay. So one. So we already discussed your your most underutilized underutilized feature on LinkedIn. We talked about some of the things that you see as a no on LinkedIn. 
what is something that you just want the audience to understand when they're using LinkedIn besides engagement and uh, recommendations? What is something else that you believe is something that should be more prevalent that uh, uh, someone who's using that platform should understand that they should be doing or at least uh, training themselves to get in the rhythm of doing? I think using LinkedIn as a research tool. And when I say research, like I'm not talking like academic <laughs> research, but, you know, use LinkedIn for, for business intelligence. So, you know, you're going in, you're, you're, you're maybe, maybe you're looking for a job, you know, look at the companies that are nearby you and see who, you know, who works there, see who, you know, who knows someone who works there. Um, you know, go in and, and look at people, you know, the people that you just, you've met, or maybe people you graduated with, people who, who you worked alongside, you know, like really go in there and, and use LinkedIn for the intelligence, for the intel that's, that's there. There's so much good information and, and you using it as that tool, you know, it, it, it's a good thing for you because it's going to help you develop. It's going to have help help you understand how you can better approach situations, approach companies. Um, it's it, it's something that I, I find that very few people do. It's it's um, it's a tool, and I want people to use it. It's a database. Use it as the database, a search engine for people. Okay, you know, that's that's what it is. So use it. <laughs> so searching, I, I think that's some the. Um... That's very underutilized in my in my situations as I go through too. So I need to get better at just uh, utilizing it from, like you said, from a, a understanding who, what type of connections you have at certain areas that you may not realize that you have those connections and utilizing those connections as well. If there's an opportunity there, and maybe it's an opportunity for you to help someone else as well on those on those connections mm -hmm. that help each other out. So I think that's prevalent. I'm, I'm I like that. So I think we'll leave it there, Don. I think I. <laughs> Uh, more information that we can uh, dive into. I feel like you could talk about LinkedIn for five to six hours. And, and I, I have. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate your time uh, speaking to the audience, letting us know things that we should be aware of and what, how we should be able to use LinkedIn to our advantages and just telling our story. Um, so how can people get in contact with you? So they can, they can find me on LinkedIn. Just visit Donna Serdula. That's my, my last name's S-E-R-D-U-L-A. Uh, they can visit my website, linkedin-makeover.com. Um, I have a free tool. And in fact, I'm going to have a whole bunch of more free tools um, showing up very shortly. So the one free tool that's on my website. So if you go to free resources on the navigation bar, um, there is my LinkedIn headline generator where you can optimize your own headline. It's, it's a, it's an app. You just choose a couple things and boom, you're going to have a beautiful headline that you can use. It'll get you more hits. It's going to get you more views, more opportunities. So definitely use that. It's free. Um, I am in the midst of working with developers to create a um, new tool that's going to be debuting soon. And it's a LinkedIn post ideas. And you visit the website and you're going to get three ideas, three topics for posting. Um, that'll help you generate really awesome blog posts or uh, LinkedIn posts. So that's one. And there you are. You're looking at it right there. That's the LinkedIn headline generator. And then, you know, Craig, do this. Uh, go to services, hover over services. And then on the far right, it says helping others. Go to veterans and military personnel support. If you click there, 
And that's where I give away my DIY kit free. Now I normally sell it for a hundred dollars, but I give it to anyone who is uh, active duty, their spouse or veterans. I give it to them free of charge. By filling out this right here, you can definitely get that for free. I actually utilize this and it's an awesome tool. And I loved every moment of actually building it out. If you actually spend about three to four hours out the day, actually going through the steps of the process, you can knock out a LinkedIn profile e immediately. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually take your time and knock out sections and think about things that you want to over time and get a lot more information into your LinkedIn bio than you actually probably believe that you could any time of the day. I, I think the DIY kit is a very good value to get. It's actually a great value, very outstanding. Um, for Donna to be selling it for a hundred dollars and giving it away to active duty military and their spouses for absolutely free. I think it's yeah. uh, <laughs> my, my husband is a Marine and uh, he made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well done. I the time and I think we are going to have to maybe run this back basically on maybe on comments and questions that may come from this. And I reach out to you and let you know what we get back from the audience. Um, definitely, if you're streaming this and listening to this on stream, definitely leave us a, a review on what you thought about Donna's uh, conversation today on LinkedIn. If you're looking at it on YouTube, definitely comment down below and definitely shoot me a DM if it's something that you don't even want to leave out there, because maybe I can get that over to Donna as well and we can get an answer for you as well. Donna, I appreciate your time. Can you stand by for me?